0: Yeah, let's go there.
1: I'm a really cool person.
0: Yeah, let's go there.
1: Yeah, let's no. go there. No. 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 Yes.
0: Let's go there.
1: How do we do it?
0: <laughs> Welcome to Yeah, Let's Go There. I'm your host, Jay Russell Mickelson, and today we're going somewhere different. We're going to play a story written and produced by Nathaniel Krauss. Nathaniel's a friend of mine. We met a couple years ago in a creative nonfiction writing course. He impressed me with his writing skills, and it turns out he's equally talented with audio. The story is called Habitat, and it's about home and the struggle to belong.
1: I am five. Standing in the front yard of our apartment building in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, watching a swarm of honeybees on the side of the neighboring building. It is a massive cluster, a dark knot under the gutter pipe, changing shape in front of me. A haze of thousands of bees floats like sand thrown into the air. The world is a drone in the wine. Our neighbor in a summer dress is unpinning her laundry from the clothesline in the back, placing it into a wicker basket. When the line is empty, she lifts the basket and crosses the side yard in front of me. She smiles at me as she walks, clutching the laundry at her waist. Small, dark specks move around her. the basket falls, she cries out. The hem of her dress waves as she runs. Clothes are bright streaks of color spilled into the grass. My younger brother has been born. My father is moving to another apartment. Is he coming back? I ask. No, my mother says. This is one of my first memories. I am ten. My brother is six. We have been transferred to a town in South Texas where my stepfather is a pilot at the naval base. Every weekend, my father calls. He speaks to me first. my brother. For one week each summer, we are driven halfway across the south to meet him. At our house, we have a swimming pool in the backyard, a figure-eight shape that we spend most of the summer in. Yellow jackets come to drink near the lip of the pool, where lost water is held in the pores of concrete. My brother and I approach them, creeping along the edge with our fingers held out taut and long and bending in an upward curve. We crush them from above with our palms. The bodies drop into the water where we usher them into the mouth of the filter, feeding the pool of dead insects. A fighter plane cuts an arc across the sky. The phone rings. The concrete leaves a pattern of pocketed skin on our hands that is interesting to touch. There is always the inevitable sting. My brother is nine. We live in a house along a highway surrounded by farmland in western Illinois, where our mother works at the university. Behind our house, the corn is a foot high. Near the edge of the field at the bare spot in the grass where the burn pile used to be, I hear a muffled buzzing that rises when I step near and fades when I step away. Our mother took a trip out west and didn't tell anyone where. I found a note in her purse after, if only the plane would crash. She stays up at night and cries, and no one knows what is wrong, especially Jim. I call my brother out to the yard. We throw rocks at the spot. This is what boys do in summer. Two or three bees fly out and whirr through the air, then retreat. But the sound below is huge and angry and terrifying in an electric kind of way, like there is a cauldron of them below, seething and ready to burst through the surface like a geyser. We want them to come after us. We throw from a distance and sprint toward the house before turning to look. We throw, Run look, and return again and again, chased by the sound, throw, run, look, return. But there are only the few spinning stupidly above ground. We run only halfway to the house, then only ten feet away. Soon we don't run at all. We stomp on the ground, the bare dusty spot in the yard as though the top layer of earth would splinter through like floorboards. We unspool the long hose from the spigot at the back of the house, stringing it all the way to the edge of the yard. They have to come out now, we think. But there is nothing, and no more sound from below, just a dark circle of mud. They float in their hollow chambers beneath the dirt. The phone is ringing inside. No one really lives here. My brother and I return to our own rooms and wait for the next thing to shake us out. Thank you to Nathaniel for letting us publish his story.
0: You can find, listen to, and download every episode of Yeah, Let's Go There on yeahletsgothere.com where yeah is spelled Y-E-A-H. You can subscribe on iTunes and now also on Stitcher. Download the Stitcher app on your smartphone and please leave comments and reviews on both iTunes and Stitcher to help spread the word. And uh, while you're at it, you could leave a link to an episode on your Facebook wall or tweet a link to the show. We'd appreciate it. You can find me, J. Russell Nicholson, on Twitter, at J R Mickelson, that's J R M I K K E L S E N, and on Facebook as J Russell Mickelson, that's Russell with two s's and two l's. Yeah, let's go there. I'm going there. You should come too.